Welcome to the Triple D Podcast, Donuts, Disability, and Discourse, where host Michael Liner talks to the best in the business about community, impact, business, and donuts. Here's your host, Michael Liner. Welcome to another episode of the Triple D Podcast, uh, Disability, Donuts, and Discourse. We're actually lacking in one of the Ds today. Did you guys notice that? No donuts. Yep. We got a cookie, though. That's right. We have a cookie instead DCD. today. Yeah, right. <laughs> today, it's the Double D podcast, Disability <laughs> and Discourse, except we don't even really have one of those Ds because you guys are attorneys and friends of mine, but not disability attorneys. Is that accurate? That's 100% accurate. I, I am so excited about our guests today. We have Ashley Jones and Leslie Johns. Uh, and uh, do you guys want to tell us a little bit, your lawyers, what type of lawyers are you? So we are criminal defense lawyers, and uh, a small percentage of our firm is civil protection orders. That's mostly Leslie's wheelhouse, so I will let her talk about that. I stay out of that world, but she is the CPO queen. What is a civil protection order, by the way? Well, a protection order is a civil action that can be filed in either domestic relations or common pleas court. And in both of those courts, you are trying to prevent someone from having contact, communication with you for various different reasons. Um, But we represent both petitioners and respondents. So you could be the recipient of that order or trying to get one. And is is that like a big part of the practice or a small part of the practice? It's it's growing um, reluctantly at times. Why reluctant? (laughs) They are um, fast-moving cases, which sometimes is good, Mm -hmm. depending on which side you're on. Um, but that means that I'm in trial a lot when, on these things, um, and what you would think might be an in-and-out, day-long type of thing, uh, well, maybe a couple hours, ends up being a couple days, um, and that takes up a lot of time. Is it easy for you to predict how long it'll take to get one resolved, or is something that you think is going to be fast takes Yeah, I thought uh, one that I had on Friday was going to be a few hours. Like, I did not anticipate being there all day, and I didn't anticipate having to come back a second day. So, I guess I was wrong on that So, like, in my world, doing, like, disability hearings, I know it is scheduled for an hour. That's about as long as they go. Sometimes they're way less than that. How do you arrange your, like, calendars as a whole when there's, like, not predictability for how long something that's on it is going to take? We do a lot of guessing and estimating and guesstimating, and sometimes we're wrong. Yeah. Sometimes Leslie's, like, texting, like, I'm stuck, like, I can't do X, Y, and Z, whatever. I think those cases are hard, too, because they're so exhibit-heavy, mm-hmm. and then a lot of times you have pro se people, which that's always a disaster. Yeah, because they don't know what is admissible, what's not admissible, and so they yeah. bring literally, like, everything that they ever communicated with this person, anything that's really not relevant. And then I have to go through objections and then the court kind of has to explain why that's not something that can be admitted as an exhibit. And it just slows things down a little bit. Sometimes I get there and I don't know if I'm going forward. So yesterday I was pretty sure, like spent the weekend preparing for this trial, was pretty sure that I was going forward. Had talked to opposing counsel on Friday and it was like, well, can't agree to anything. Like, guess we're going to trial. And then I show up. He's an hour late, but uh, I show up and it's getting dismissed. It'd be nice to you know know that Friday rather than Monday. But so, like, when you're both moms, in addition to uh, you know, being lawyers, and something that's 
interesting for for me to or that I ponder because I know how my life works. Do you guys feel like you're organizing your non-work life around your work life or is is it the other way around where you're able to like organize your work around whatever else you have going on in the periphery? I think it's both yeah. because it's always like a moving target. Yeah. Like we get, for instance, I just, we just got a call as we were walking in here about somebody that has a DUI set tomorrow and it, we would consider that urgent in any situation, but it's a referral from a, a colleague of ours. So like, not that I had, you know, plans besides doing this, but like there are certain situations where like something has to happen like right now yeah. or calls have to happen right now or prep has to happen right now. Um, I think in that case, the only reason you really spent the weekend was because you spent Friday in trial on another one. So you couldn't really prep this new one because right. it just was, they're so fast moving right. because there's, they have to be heard like in certain periods of time, um, which is good sometimes. Like yeah. they move quick and they're quick, like money generators, but they just suck a lot of time. Are your families like, have they adapted to it where they're used to you just being like, I'm at dinner and now I need to go out and make seven phone calls. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a routine now. And so like you were saying, do you, is it vice versa or is it you plan one yeah. way or the other? It's very fluid. Like I will plan my day based upon what's on the calendar. Um, so a lot of times we, we have like a advanced notice. So like we look a week ahead. Um, but sometimes it just, it just changes and we have to kind of pivot. And I think the good, thing is we have supportive partners so we're able to kind of move things around and be flexible and I think we both try really hard like when we're working we're like 110% working when we're like if we have a family activity like we're doing that and we're not like I'm not generally unless it was like a crazy situation where someone's in jail or like whatever like if I'm at the water park with my family like I'm not making calls I, there's nothing yeah. that's that important that I won't do that I will wait three hours till we're in the car or I can go to the bathroom or like whatever it is. Like I try to be, I think we both try really hard to be like present and like swip, switch between like both things. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I was thinking about this exact thing that we're talking about earlier today. I saw like somebody in another state was hiring a personal injury lawyer and it was just one of these, it was on LinkedIn and they put something up there with the things that they're looking for. They were trying to make it sound like a really rah-rah place to work where they were like, do you want work-life balance? And I'm thinking there's no such thing as work-life balance if you're – definitely if you're self-employed as an attorney, which we all are. But it's like work-life presence. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be able – it's not, okay, I've put in my four hours at work today. Now I'm going to go put in four hours with my kids to balance that out. Right, right. It's, right. you know, I'm going to work until that's good, but I'm going to focus on that. And then when I go home, I'm going to play with my kids and I'm going to focus just on them. Right. As and you, much as possible. And you have to like modify maybe what your plan was. Like yeah. even in work, like things come up and probably more in our world than your world was like, well, I was planning on doing this research this afternoon, but my client had another, you know, idea or the court that the judge that came two hours late had another idea so like for instance this morning my daughter was doing legos before school and i was trying to like take a half hour before we left just to like get through some email and get through some stuff and she says mommy will you play with me 
And like that, like as a parent, like that's how your kid asks, you know, and I think if, if maybe people are better parents than me. There have been times where I have been like, no, mommy's, you know, mommy's busy, mommy's working, whatever. And I've tried really hard to like, if I hear her say those words, I close the computer. <laughs> that was the mid, I was mid editing a brief from one of our law clerks. I closed the computer and we had a half hour this morning, which means way, way more to her than like maybe three hours of like something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you ha- it's not all equal. Right. Right. Now, you guys have both been attorneys for a long time, but you haven't worked together for quite that long. This, I know Ashley knows that where this is going because I ask her about it every single time I see her. <laughs> How long have you guys worked together? A year and some change. So March of 2022 was when I left my former firm and then literally the next day started working with Ashley. Which was so. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, so it was St. Patrick's Day. Literally a holiday. Yes. <laughs> But you two were best friends yeah. even before working together. Yeah. And this is always my question to Ashley. I go, are you still best friends? How's that Oh, going? is this where we tell him that oh, yeah, we're, we not, we're not? Guys, oh, you guys divorced as yeah. friends? Yeah. It's not going well. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, yes some Jay, drama. Jay, some drama. Okay. That's like what's Spill the tea. There's Spill never, the tea. There's never like any drama or fighting podcast but now let's put it out there no we're still friends yes. still yeah. best friends how do you do that what like what do you have to do to be able to be work partners and share a business while at the same time you know having a friendship and and not trying to commingle the two or do you commingle the two how does it work it's always commingled because but i <laughs> yeah. think that's also like part of who we are prior to us working together we still like talked about work yeah. in our friendship. So, I mean, cause we do the same, you know, we do right. the same thing. Like this is our careers are a big part of our lives. So just general work things always blend into just general conversation. It's different now because we're like very intimate with like what we're both doing. So we, I know exactly where, where she's going, what she's doing. She knows exactly what I'm doing, where I'm going. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic. Um, it requires work to separate the two it's like hard i mean we'll go to happy hour and we'll like start off really good and really strong with not talking about work but it's like you know what forget it so today i (laughs) so we've tried to plan like friend time um where we don't talk about work and we try to do it in like settings where we couldn't even talk about work like we're both really into like self-care so we'll go to the spa and do like a spa day and it's like you really can't talk about work there i mean you're like getting yeah. a facial i mean i yeah. guess you could but like that would even be bad for us yeah. it's easier if we like let's just go to happy hour like whatever then we end up just like looking at our phones and but we try really hard to set up friend time like every couple weeks where like we try not to talk about work have there ever been occasions where you felt like either the friendship or the work environment was threatened by the other? No. Mm-mm. I love how casual you always are when I ask you this question. Like, no, what a dumb question. Of course we make it work. Are you in my brain now? What? Are you in my brain now? I guess I am. I wouldn't I say I threatened. I think there are times that we both have felt like, I think strained isn't even the right word. Yeah. I think it's, it's just there are times, yeah, it's too strong. I think there's times where we've both been like, 
we need friend time. Like we are, it's like a clock almost where it's like, we've only yeah. been working or we've only been talking about work. And it's like, um, haven't asked you about your baby or your wife. Like, don't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you haven't like, and it's like a click, like, Oh, you know, we need to like not take off the lawyer hat for a minute. Yeah. What did your spouse say when you guys decided that you were going to start? I can't remember. Were you, were you married yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you had just gotten married. It wasn't. Uh, it was before married? the baby. It was like within the, yes, it was before the baby. It was like within two years. Okay. So, you know, so new, what, newly married. But like so been together for Also pregnant. Were they nervous? Though, so um, that's a huge thing. My, yeah, she was pregnant at the time that we did yes. this and you know like we worked for a year together to see if it would blow yeah. up and then we changed you know the name and and like formally you know formally got married I yeah. guess my husband I don't think we ever talked about this necessarily because it was like we oh, were gonna God. do whatever we wanted to do anyway here's the tea my it's not tea my husband was just like are you sure <laughs> like I'm just afraid that it's not gonna like your friendship's gonna mess up and the reason he said it had nothing to do with Leslie he was like I just feel like you're probably not the best person to work with. And um, I just feel like you might not be like a good person to like work with. I love this. So Byron was being protective of Leslie, not of you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he didn't want me to lose the friendship, but it was more because of my actions or attitude or my mouth or whatever that he felt like it would not be a good thing. Yeah. What about your spouse? Well, how'd she react? I think it was this, the situation for me is I was just in a position to like leave soon, like as fast yeah. as possible and to get into another space. And so for me to, especially like being like freshly pregnant, like yeah. I needed to like not be stressed and just yeah. ridiculous. Like I was before so she was just really happy for me to be in a space where I was able to like breathe and not feel like I was like I don't know carrying a weight of the world so that uh so she was supportive 100% of of doing it like we sat down we talked about it we're like look like this is going to be a huge change like there are going to be some definite positives um but like it's also a a risk associated with being self-employed so like but we did it I think, and and I don't know, I think, you know, the situation that you guys have being able to be like best friends and work together is unique, but to be able to have gotten this far, and I think the way you did it is right. Like, let's have like a trial year and Mm -hmm. see if we still like each other, Mm -hmm. if we're hating each other. If you can get through that first year, you're probably golden. Yeah, I feel like we would have had major issues by now yeah. something like, major would have happened what's like the, the the biggest challenge that the two of you have had to sort out professionally together since you started working together i don't know is it anything with like an employee or a case or oh here we go yeah i mean yeah we well for me hiring anyone it like would be a first for me like i yeah. was you know, it was just kind of me. I was the law clerk. I was the associate. I was everything. So having to, you know, really talk about like staff. Cause we, when I came on, we did not have like our admin person yet. We had gone through a couple of people before we yeah, had we gotten, did. yeah. Had, well, no, who the person is now. I had her before you came. We had someone else. Oh. 
No. Okay. She was like pregnant, had, so she wasn't mentally. No, but I or, or she or she was like brand new. I think like she we was were, new. Like we were tr- I think she had just. No, started. I think we actually we had someone before because we didn't like them, and we went back. Oh, she may- was our second. Oh, person. maybe we had someone before that that we didn't like. Maybe. But we had to go through that. Same company. Same yeah, same company, just different person. So we had to kind of go through like, what's our ideal like person? Like intake, like trying to fine tune the intake process. Yes. To streamline it better, to make us more you know efficient and productive. And we were having a lot of hiccups with that. Right. There's two people now, and then there's managing like both of our calendars intakes. What I do only like CPOs versus the calls that she'll do. Like who should take what. just for efficiency purposes and just, you know, just client management type of stuff. How much time do you guys spend working on your processes? So, like, you're busy lawyers. You've got hearings and trials and all this stuff. How much time do you set aside to say, we're just going to focus on making this office better today? And What are the steps? That Not, enough. Not enough. Not enough. At the beginning stages, I would say we spent a lot more time because it yeah. was new and we were trying to get something, like, off the ground. Yeah. Um, we spent a good amount of time, like right when we were changing names, um, because there's a lot of stuff that had to go along with that. And yeah. like, once we got into the process of like, Oh, we need to change this. Then it's like, well, we might as well just create this new thing, like a welcome packet. Well, while we're going to do that, we might as well just create the whole, the whole thing. So we would, that would, you know, take a little bit more time. Um, we are trying to get back in the habit of having firm meetings things always like come up and that's like kind of yeah. going back to like the CPO things like they're, they could be all day. It's just hard <laughs> it's with just litigation. Like, it's like, hard. Litigation is yeah. so hard. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, we're trying to be more cognizant. And I mean, to pat myself on the back a little bit, cause I've been known to do that. We had a lot of, I had a lot of processes I think that had, you know, for 10 years had, had grown, not nearly like, to perfection, but like there were things in place where we weren't completely starting yeah. with from scrap. And it helps that we do the same work that it wasn't like we were bringing on like a different practice area. I mean, yeah. the CPO stuff a little bit, but like, and we went through some processes with that of yeah. like screening them because some of them are just like wacky. And if <laughs> she, she has like a big vetting process that she won't even have the intake if they can't provide the documents and can't like, because it's just too much time. Yeah. You could spend an hour just talking to someone about, and not even getting to the point of like, what is this going to cost you? And it's like spending too much time to to, a time suck that we had to change that process. Are there just very few attorneys who do like the CPOs? I think there are, yeah, I think that there are a lot of attorneys that will do them, but there are a lot of attorneys that have, that don't do them well, don't really know the process. They like, dabble. They dabble in it. Like, the, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Like, like yesterday, like, I'm dealing with a, a, a hearing, and Ashley was actually, I have the person on speaker, so, like, Ashley got to hear kind of what I deal with yeah. when I'm dealing with closing counsel on some of these things. He didn't know the process. Like, he acted like he did, but when we get to court, and I'm trying to explain to him, like, these things, and it's just, like, literally, like, ignoring everything that I'm saying. But then we get before the court and the magistrate and she literally like says exactly what I told him before we got there. So you feel like you've got that process down at this point, handling the CPOs. How did you learn? Uh, I taught myself (laughs) because, because there really wasn't that many people doing it. So there's no one to really ask. Um, There's a great Ohio Supreme court guide that like breaks down a lot of the 
the basics of it. Um, but having a background in litigation like helps because it ultimately is going to come down to a trial or not. So how much of your success and Ashley too, outside of this CPO process, just generally, but your success learning that your success with more of like the traditional criminal stuff that you're doing, do you think just relates back to confidence? Yeah. We talk about this all the time because one of our law clerks just, our, our two summers, um, we had like an end of summer get together with them. Yeah. I and met your law clerks. They were great. Yeah. Yeah. They they were, they, for being their first year, they were, I mean, they did really good work. We yeah. were really happy with them because it was like their first like big girl job and they did a great job. Yeah. Um, so they were like, you know, we're like, I said, do you want to, do you want to do litigation? Like, and they're like, well, I want. I think I want to do litigation or I forget how they phrased it, but it wasn't like, yes, I want to do litigation. It was like, well, I would like to, or that type of thing. Like, but we see you guys like, you know, how do you go to court and aren't you nervous? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, yes, we are. But you have to just put your brave face on. Yeah. And I will have hearings where judges will ask me some question. This is a judge. And I think that when I was a younger attorney, I assumed that they were asking me a question like it was a quiz, like they wanted to see if I know the answer. And now I've gotten to this point where I realize they're asking me the question because they don't know the <laughs> yeah. answer. Yeah. And which is great because that means the answer is whatever I tell them it is. So it's really about how good I am at communicating some BS that I've put together in my head. And if you can do that in a pretty like, cogent way you can usually have the outcome that you want like confidence sells yeah oh yeah and and it's not just like confidence in i'm doing a new client intake and i want this person to you know hire me so i've got to present this or at this point you're not going to find another attorney that i think could do a better job than what we could do in mm -hmm. our office mm -hmm. so that confidence i'm good with but even like in hearings, when I'm saying things that I don't even really know the answer, if I can string something together, I think that can really carry you a long way. Yep. Yeah. So I am so grateful that you guys took the time out of your days to be here. Days from being lawyers and, you know, uh, spouses and moms and everything else. But we've got a cookie that we need to consume. <laughs> Unfortunately, we... We don't have any donuts here at, at Six Shooter Coffee, but we do have a delicious chocolate chip cookie that I just want to sample with you guys and have a little cheers. Will you take a little bite for me, Ashley? One, one small bite. One small bite. All right. One small bite for man. One large bite for mankind. They have good cookies. Do they, they have good cookies bite. here? He didn't say if it was. It was actually a good cookie. Yeah. It was a really good cookie. We approve. We'll be back. Do you have another bite, then? Probably not. No? All right. Well, <laughs> thank you guys so much. I thank really you for having it. us. Yeah, I value yes, your you. friendship. I value your knowledge. And I'm lucky that I get to grow in my career with both of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Triple D Podcast. Donuts, disability, and discourse. Rate, subscribe, and tune in next week for more discourse and donuts.